Good morning. I'm delighted this morning to share with you the Word of God. And uh, last week we heard from the preacher, Ephesians chapter 2. And today we are just following the series. Uh, we are going to start in chapter 3 today. Last week, the preacher talked about God is reconciling people to himself. That is a vertical relationship. And in the same time, the people, Jews and Gentile, they have to come together. And this is, um, this is horizontal, that is vertical. So we are continuing with this and we're going to expand. In chapter 3 of, Gen of uh, Ephesians, uh, it's divided into two. This God's secret plans was revealed. This is uh, from 1 to 7. And from verses 8 to 12 is the nature of Paul's stewardship. He starts with saying, Paul he said, I'm a prisoner. But if you were ask a question, why Paul was put in jail, put in prison? He was put in prison because he revealed the secrets, the mysteries that was hidden. I'm going to explain in a little bit. Um, these secrets was hidden to many people. It was original plan, but it, people didn't know until the Christ came. It was given to Paul by revelation and other prophets by the Holy Spirit. And this secret was to go and preach to the Gentiles, to tell them the good news about the gospel. That was his mission to go and preach to people who are not Jews. So, what was his message? He started and said, God of Jews is God of Gentiles also. And that was, sound like strange, because the Jews thought this is God is belong to them only. They misunderstand because they were chosen people. Gentiles and other people, they have their own gods. But the Jews said, this is our God. Our father Abraham was called by this God. And also Paul said, the gospel of Jews, the chosen people, is the gospel of Gentile too. And continue to say, the Gentiles can be reconciled to God through Christ. This was difficult for Jews because they thought Paul was going too far. 
the third ball is, was going too far. And then in one place he said, all you are equal. Gentiles and Jews, you are equal in the sight of God. Now this is very dangerous because the Jews, they thought they are better than anyone because they are the chosen people. That's why they imprisoned him. They put him in jail because they don't know that they were chosen to be the light of all people. So that's some of the reason he was put in jail for many times. The misunderstanding of these mysteries is caused Paul to be in jail. And always in the Bible, there is some things we don't understand. In the New Testament, we read about Jesus when he was born. Also, there was some misunderstanding from the Roman government. The Herod thought Jesus was coming to take over from him. He misunderstood. Jesus was coming to be king of all people. They misunderstand. They misunderstand. So they killed many children. They thought Jesus was coming to take over. But it was not like that. Jesus was coming to be the king in the hearts of people. So they killed many people. And in the same time, the Jews also have another misunderstanding. They thought Jesus is coming to save them from the Roman, the Roman government. They were thinking Jesus is coming to save them from the Roman government. So when Jesus was talking about the government, Roman government, to give them what they have to pay tax, and respect the rulers, I said, no, no, this is not Jesus that we are waiting. So this is, in this process, they put Paul into the prison. But in original plans of God, he chose the Jews to be the light to other nations. It was in the plan, but they did not recognize. Even in the letter that we read, in the Old Testament, he was talking, all nations will come. So in this reason, the misunderstanding caused Paul a lot. But Paul was very committed to carry out the mission that God gave him. It was through the revelation. He said he did not learn from anybody. It's direct from God. One God met him in Damascus, in the road to Damascus. So he gave him all the knowledge, all the mysteries, all the secrets to bring people from far and near to God, to reconcile, to have a good relationship with God. And in doing that, he is forming the church.
That new community is the church. The church has to consist from all nations, black, white, yellow, all people. That is the new community of the church. The church is just one. The church of God is one. I know we have many denominations, but the true church is the people. It's not the building, it's the people. The true people, sons of God, who come to Christ through faith, The true believers is called the church, is one. Either in which denominations you come to Christ, you're reconciled with God through Christ, you're called a member of God. And God is coming to take this church. There is no name of the church. Which church God is going to take? Anglican or Methodist? Which church? The true God. The only believers that he died for them with his precious blood is going to take them. It is one church. And in this church that we are in, we are in Christ, we are in this community. This community of church, we are related to God. This vertical relationship. But in the same time, we have to have a good relationship among ourselves. We'll be people of peace, people of reconciliation. And the church, Paul says, they can inherit the kingdom of God, Jews and Gentiles. We are the fellow members of the body of Christ. This is all the mystery, mysteries that Paul was telling the people, that even the Gentiles are the members of the body of Christ. Not only that, they are partners of God's promise. All the promises that was given to Jews, Paul was saying even Gentiles, they can have these promises. Likewise, we are the children of Abraham. The Jews were saying, no, we are the children of Abraham. But we Gentile, Paul said, we are the children of Abraham. In through the faith, through faith, we are the children of Abraham. So this church, we have a mission. God is establishing the church. He's calling people from all over the world to be one, to be reconciled in Christ. Likewise, we have also mission. We are sent to be a witness as a church, as a members of the church, the new community that reconcile, they have mission to go and call others as well. This is our mission, to go and talk to others. Not only through the preaching, but even through the good work that we're doing. In our behavior, People can see and say, oh, this is, this is a believer. I like the way you treat people. So one of the mysteries, 
while we are doing the church, many things sometimes can go wrong. We, do, we, we have some disagreement. I just want to give a, a story that happened to me. There is a man, I think I don't know what I have done to him. He was running like crazy, saying anything. Every bad word about me. And I said, no, he should not say that. But he continued. Even wrote about me in the newspaper. But that was false stories. So the relationship between me and him, it was not good. I sent him one of my priests to tell him that what he was doing is not right. But he did not respond. And you know, when you have a bad relationship, it affects other people as well. So somebody from England, he wrote, he said, what have you done? Bishop, what have you done? I said, nothing. This man is just writing me. I'm waiting him to come and apologize for what he's saying. So I was waiting him for three years. But that was my misunderstanding. I did not understand the secrets of God about reconciliation. Until one time I was reading uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. He said, when somebody wronged you, you go to him. You go and read this when you are, you are at home. For me, I thought he is the, because he is wrong, he has to come and apologize. But the Bible is in Matthew 18. The verse 15 was saying, you go. Even Jesus, when the Jews killed him, they did not come and apologize, but he took initiative and said, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. So I have taken initiative to go to this man. I said, man, look here. This is what you wrote about me. And it's all lies. I brought this brother to be a witness between you and me in front of him and in front of God, all this what you have done, I forgive you. Yeah, I forgive you. From today, I forgive you, I have nothing. If you want to continue right, it's up to you, but from my bottom of my heart, I forgive you. The man cried. He cried, he apologized, and we reconciled. So the Bible is full with some of mystery we don't understand. That's why we need to come to church every time to hear and listen to the music they have teaching. Listen to the preaching, reading, the prayers, CDs, TVs. We have many stations. We don't think, oh, these guys, I know. No. This Bible is not just like any book. It's the mysteries. This mystery is some things we don't understand. So we need to reconcile, to be people of peace. Even if somebody done a mistake, we have to do what? It's very hard. It's not easy. 
somebody is bullying you, you go to him. Not to fight, but you tell him in respect, in good manner. Another story, and this is the last one anyway. <laughs> we had a church in Kacha, a place called Kacha. A Muslim chief will come with a gun on Sunday and stand in the door. When he's there, there is no worship. Where I come from is Islamic government applying Sharia law. Whatever you're doing to Christians is okay. Because you are a Muslim, you are number one citizen. So if you're fighting Christians, you're serving God and Muhammad. They took the roof of the, of the church. All the forms, people just sit on the stones. So when I came to the office as a bishop, I don't know how to solve this problem. But I said, I prayed and I fasted. I went. The church will come to me with the he God. They said, we'll slaughter this and eat because you are first time to come here, because you are the new bishop. But also we have this chief. We want you to, to go and solve this problem with chief. Since you are here, you are a big man, now we're going to see what you're going to deal with him. I said, you go and tell him to send two Muslims to come and slaughter this sheep. I see in the face of this man, like, oh no. We are, we are, you are here to solve our problem and you're standing with him. It's The chief was shocked when I sent him the message. Because he was prepared. Because they told him our bishop is coming. They told him bishop is coming tomorrow. So he was prepared also to come and fight me. But I sent a different message. Come. Because I want to these two people, they slaughter. They, he got the sheep so that it be halal meat. Halal meat is meat good with Muslims. They don't eat our meat when we slaughter something. When we, we slaughter animal, they don't eat. So it was like a respect. I respecting him. Why I'm doing that? I want him to come and share with us the meal. I invited him. So when he sent two people, when the meal was ready, I sent also to come and share with us. When he came, he started defending himself. He said, I know your people said I'm the one. I told him, no, no, no. I called you, we eat first. I did not call you for this. So after the meal, everything was solved, after today. So God was using us in many ways. He gave us this mystery to solve the problems. Even in Harsenberg here, when we opened the Sudanese community, there were some people they cannot even visit one another. But I told them, we are, if we are want to create the church, then you need to reconcile first. 
We need to solve our differences. We need to forgive one another. It happened. People cried, and we formed the church. So we, as a church, we have a lot of things we need to do. If we want to love God, this relationship, it cannot be strengthened. You cannot strengthen your relationship with God before you go to your fellow people. The relationship has to be with your people first. Love your neighbors. Because I don't know where to stand to love God. I don't know. Where can I stand? How can I prove that I love God if I don't love my neighbors, if I don't love my brothers and sisters? So the relationship with our people on earth it will prove and strengthen our relationship with God. Always God is referring to our people. If you want to see, look up, he said, no, no, look, your sisters. In one passage, he said, I was hungry. You fed me. I was thirsty. You give me water. I was in prison. You visited me. Then these people say, no, where were you? He said, whatever you do with these little ones, these people, you are doing to me. If you want to love God so much, love these people on earth. Love your neighbors. Then you already loved God. So we have to look at the horizontal. Relationship is the most important. Is the most important in our relationship with our brothers and sisters. So these mysteries God is giving us. Some of these things we don't understand, but when somebody talking to us, we can understand. I went to study theology in Uganda, and I thought I'm going there, I will know everything. But when I went there, I found myself, I'm still very far. God is knowledgeable. When we are near to God, when we are near to God, he will reveal his mysteries. He will reveal his secrets to us. Things that the world cannot understand, he will give it to us. So we have to be, as the church, be faithful in all things that God is giving us. He gave this message and mission to Paul to go and preach the Gentile. Paul was very faithful. Was very faithful because he entrusted him with the secrets. When somebody is believing you and trust you, he can give you the secrets. But if not, God is, is trusting us as the church. He entrusted us with the secrets that we reveal to others. Not only the secrets, but entrusted us with our families. What we have now is not ours. 
The money that you have is not yours. The children that you have is not yours. The wife. God is entrusted that to manage this. And then will be accountable. When he come, he will ask everyone, what did you do when you were in Hersenberg? What have you done? How was your relationship with your wife and your, 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 or your husband or your children? The work that I gave you to be in school or in any company, how did you do? How did you treat the employees? We are called to be the light. We are called to be the salt. How did we do this? Even our bodies, God says, is the temple of God. When I give you a beautiful body, how did you treat your body? It is the place of the Holy Spirit. If we kill this body, where the Spirit is going to be? How do we treat our bodies? Sometimes we give things to our mind which is not good. We need to be healthy. Yeah, the sickness God can give you, allow that, but we need to treat our body well. And you know, many things can harm the body. The drugs can harm the body. Even if we eat wrong, you can help yourself. We need this body because this is the temple of God. We need it to make it, we try, make it good so that we can allow the spirit of God be in our, in our bodies. One time we are told as bishops, you need to manage your time. You need to manage your bodies. Because and the, the professor said, if you die soon, God will say, oh, you have come soon. I want you to, because of pressure, because, of, of, because we don't sleep. We bishops, we have bad with our time. We don't sleep. We're trying to do everything, but it's not. In that process, we become sick. And we die soon. And God say, oh, you come very soon. I have some work I want you to continue doing, but you misbehave anyway. You come here. <laughs> In this process of the church, God was showing the wisdom to authorities in heaven places. Last week we talked about authorities, principalities. Through the church, God is showing this wisdom to these authorities. He's showing, authority, he's showing wisdom to the devil because he defeated everything and he created the church that represents God. So, my last word is, as the church, we have the mission, and we have to keep the horizontal, 
relationship first before we do the particular one. May God bless us and continue to bless you as you call to be a blessing to other people. Thank you.